0: It's that time again. It's Greek for the Week. I'm Chris Palmer. Let's open our Bibles and get right down to the original language, the Greek. God bless you. It is the Greek for the Week podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. We have a great show for you. And I want you to open your Bibles to Ephesians chapter 4 and verse number 29. We're going to talk today about our tongue and the way that we talk. Now, just a couple weeks ago, we talked about is your speech. Well, we say not is your speech refreshing, but are you refreshing? Is your presence Refreshing, we talked about see, Forest and his ability to refresh the Apostle Paul when he came into his prison setting and his presence was what lifted the Apostle Paul up. Now today we're going to talk about something equally as important and that is the way that we talk. How is your speech, the way that you're talking, how is it? When you speak, are you speak, And you know, not just positive words, but edifying godly words, words that people are lifted up by. And so... Before we go into this, let's just a little bit of historical background to understand that Paul was writing to his Ephesians church, and he was telling his church how they could get along together as a church. Now, there's a difference between a church and a community, and you know, people say church is community. And I would say that church is more than just community. Church is missiological. We have a mission as a church. Many communities just don't have missions. It's just a group of people. And the church is set apart and sanctified. We're different from the other communities were set apart by Christ Jesus. We're the people of God that are on the earth. Now, a lot of times people say, well, everybody's the people of God. No, the church is God's true people, his people that he's in covenant with, who are separated and set apart from the rest of the world, and that's truly what the church is. Hebrew word is synagogue or group of people. We're God's covenant people. We have a covenant with God. We're separate from the world. We can never look like the world because we're not the world. We've being called out of the world. That's the difference between church and community. The church has community with one another. And because we're all kinds of people from all different racial backgrounds and social identities, we have to learn to get along, to love one another. And people say, well, I just don't like church. I don't like people. Well, you know what? That is not a good excuse. You need to learn how to get along with people and demonstrate the fruit of the Spirit. And how can you demonstrate the fruits and the gifts of the Spirit? These are communal uh, results. Fruit is communal for the community. And the gifts of the Spirit are for other people. So how can, we, how can we be fully Christians if we don't have other people to practice our Christianity by and with? And we forget sometimes that the Word of God wasn't just written to people personally. There's a lot of people that say, oh, I'm just going to have my personal relationship with Jesus. It's just going to be me and Jesus. Well, that's not how the New Testament takes for granted uh, Christianity. And we need to have our or exercise our walk with Christ together with other Christians. And so the Apostle Paul is writing here to the Ephesian church, the people that are there. And he's teaching them how to get along with one another. And you'll see that in verse 25. He mentions our neighbors or one another, people that we that we could possibly, in verse 26, get angry with and give opportunity to the devil to get in and start hurting the community uh, and the church. Now, he says something here in verse 29. And I'm going to read in the Greek. That means let no corrupting talk come out of your mouth. Now, we've We've heard this as being swearing, saying cuss words. Don't let cuss words come out of your mouth. Well, you shouldn't cuss. You shouldn't swear. You shouldn't talk dirty or potty or tell dirty or coarse jokes. But, but I'm going to submit to you that this is going beyond our 21st century cultural context here. It's 1st century context. To understand that it's it's more than that. And we're going to look at the Greek word sapros here, or sapros in the Greek. And this word would imply something that's in its very form rotting something that is so unusable that it is repulsive something that's out of service something that's at the point of decay uh something that's of little worth unserviceable used uh of un this was used of unpleasant things in scripture um it was used of withered flowers flowers that had gone bad flowers that have died that looks how about this? Sad flowers, flowers that just look sad and lifeless. It was use of decayed brickwork, I and mean, brickwork can decay. You know, if you if you were here in Michigan, you, you could see the road systems. Michigan has some of the worst roads in the United States, and especially after winter, the roads are so corrupted, they're so decayed, there's potholes everywhere that they are totally out of use, some of them. And then, and then, then we go from having to deal with the ice to having to deal with construction, orange barrels all over the place. These are those out-of-service roads, and nobody likes these roads. You try to avoid them. For one summer, M39 was totally out of use. People didn't want to go on it. You bust your axle. You get a flat tire, smash your bumper because the roads are so bad. Unserviceable because they're rotting. They're decaying. It was used of fish that had been used or left out in the marketplace too long. There was no buyers. Nobody wanted these fish. They were not having fish, and these fish began to go from looking like, maybe I'll have this for dinner to, yeah, let's keep this away from me because it reeks and the flies start eating the eyes out of, it. it's just putrid, it's rotten, it's disgusting stuff that breeds decay. It also meant diseases that got into the flesh and began to rot the flesh. And also was used of bundles of hay that had become uh, stale and it was used for rotten food like cheese and milk and things that go sour and things that turn bad like and it was even used to describe food that had fallen to the ground like grapes or apples and had become trampled and I think of a carnival and you know if you go to a carnival people are walking around they're eating french fries corn dogs all the lemonades and that food somehow and the wrappers usually fall on the ground and people just walk over you're walking over french fries and spilled coke and you know it kind of after the end of the carnival the festival it looks disgusting and this this is the idea of sapro, something he just wouldn't want anything to do with but the word of god is telling us here that our speech can become that way so it's not just cuss words it's speech that breeds refuse and breeds and breeds And the word of god is telling us that if we're going to get along together as a church if we're going to have a successful church or we're going to have a successful family or a successful peer group, or a group of associates, we have to we have to really work and be intentional about the way that we that we way that we talk to one another. And so, have you ever stopped to think to yourself, how how am I speaking to people? What am I saying? How am I coming off with what with what I say? Am I speaking words that are full of life, or are the things that I'm saying are they corrupted? Now, this is extremely important because if The words that we speak are rotten. Rot has the ability to spread. So if one person begins to speak rotten, it's like the odor begins to permeate the rest of the group. And now here's that rotten talk coming out of your mouth, and guess what begins to happen? Everything else starts becoming rotten around you, and everybody else, because of your speech, starts to become defiled. One of the easiest ways to defile a community is by the way the people speak. If you want to see a healthy church, the church has a guard on its tongue. The minute that you want to make life terrible for the pastor is to get a faction of people to begin talking bad about the pastor. One person turns to three people, three to five, five to ten, ten to thirty. Thirty to 60, 60 to 100. Before you know it, everybody's talking bad and that rottenness has begun to spread. That's how people's reputations are destroyed. That's how people's careers are ruined. That's how people's livelihood is is uh, destroyed is by people talking bad about one another. So Apostle Paul is just talking here in Ephesians and verse 26 is, hey, don't be angry. Don't give any opportunity to the devil. Let the thief no longer steal, and then he goes down and he mentions the way we talk. So the way that we talk, if we talk rotten speech, we're giving the enemy an opportunity in our church or in our family to run wild. See, the enemy doesn't have to just show up wearing a pitchfork and and horns, having a pitchfork and wearing horns. All he has to do is get somebody to start talking bad about somebody else or something, you know, Church decides they want to do an outreach, all someone has to do is start knocking it and talking bad about, oh, this is stupid, this is dumb, this is we've tried this before. And then, yeah, man, you're right. You're right. We have tried this. This is dumb. And then nobody has a good attitude about it anymore. And before you know it, the things a failure. Why did it fail? Because people began to corrupt it by the way, you know, that they spoke. And so we have to know that, yes, there may be things that we want to see change, but we have to use our speech to be uplifting and make sure. Make sure that it's not rotten. There's no excuse in our lives for rotten speech. The question I want to leave with you today on this broadcast, is your speech something that brings life or is your speech continuously and always always rotten? That's a good question to leave you with today. And I want to encourage you, don't go around and just spread disease and decay with the things that you say. Lift people up. Let no corrupting, let no sapro speech come out of your mouth. And we have to pray that the believers around us do the same thing so that when we have our gatherings and we come together as Christians, it's a healthy environment with healthy speech that's not corrupt corrupted by rot. You know, the way, the things that you say, they go a long way. I can remember people that have given me compliments, that have lifted my soul up, that have been a breath of fresh air, and I can remember things that have said people have said to me over the years that have decayed me. I've been around people that have been negative, and I become negative, and then the people that I'm with, they become negative. We all are negative and putting things down. I've been there before. You don't want to be on that path. It's not why God gave us a tongue. It's not why God gave to us a mouth. Be uplifting. Speak the truth, but when you speak it, speak it in in love. That's the way to go. That's what God's Word has to say. So that's your challenge today. Speak the truth in love. Let no corrupting communication come out of your mouth. Amen. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast. Make sure that you share it with a friend. Say, hey, Greek for the Week, we're learning. We learned sapros today. It means corrupting. It means something that's useless and decaying and not valuable at all. It'll be a blessing to you. Make sure you share this podcast with a friend, and we'll see you next time on Greek for the Week thanks for listening if you'd like to support us further you may visit us on the web at lightoftoday.org God bless and good studying